0: you're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. It's really great to be here tonight and shaking everyone's hands so far and as many as I had shaken. It's been encouraging so far and I hope I can be an encouragement towards you. It's kind of been kind of a homecoming for me. I haven't been here for uh, since September and I don't know how when the next time is that I'll be back. So I'm just really even considering um, if I even will come back really thinking about that and you've certainly been a blessing for, to me, uh, praying for me, so I hope I can continue to be a blessing to you and we can really consider just the glory of God tonight. And I'll have you turn to your Bible to Psalm 19. So, um, unless Jesus tarries, this will be the last message I preach, even considering that. So, um, many of you guys don't know me. Most of you guys do, but there's many in here that haven't quite met me. And I'm Clarence Williams. I had to consider my last name for a moment. But I was raised in this church, in my home. Uh, Raised in a house just right in that direction. I timed myself, I think it was 10 minutes with a lead foot. But uh, raised over there and even, even at the old church building, just two blocks away, like two blocks away from my pastor too, so that's, that's really neat, so got saved at that church, a lot of memories there so uh, considering the direction this way thinking about things growing up uh, right on 41st Street, you might not know this but um, there's, a, there's a farm, a couple farms that way and my dad would take me to one of his friends' house, his name was Mike, and go over to there and go see the farm. And it was really, really neat. It was a fun time with uh, both me and Lacey growing up. We'd chase animals, and animals would chase us. It was a great time. But uh, eventually, uh, the light would darken, become dark outside, and we'd look at the sky, and we'd see all these beautiful lights. There wasn't much of a civilization over there. So, all that light pollution, none of it. It was just a nice dark sky, and we could see so many bright stars in the sky. And it was beautiful, it was magnificent, glorious. And just the stars, many galaxies away, it just illuminated the skies, and it's permanently etched into my mind. I still remember that. And uh, similarly, in the Bible, that's where David's at right now. So, let's consider the Word of God. Uh, psalm 19. I'll be doing the whole psalm, and by the end of this, you'll know what Psalm 19 is talking about. So, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sh- showeth His handiwork. Day unto day utter- uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their time is—I'm sorry—Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom cometh coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, And the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me, then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I am just so thankful to be here, and I am just so so ready to preach your word, and I I just want to thank you for that. And Lord, I just want to pray that you would just fill me with your spirit. And I just can pre- I pray that I'll be able to preach your word with clarity of thought. And that everyone will leave tonight knowing what Psalm 19 is about and what it means to them. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bless this opportunity. I love you in Christ in my prayer. Amen. David writes this psalm. We already have figured it out. That's that's David. There's so many commentaries. That's it's sure. It's David. I'm sure it's David. But David has had a pretty long life. You know, he, he starts as a wee little babe, a little ruddy man a, in a shepherd, and then he's called out by uh, God and called out by Samuel, and he he's elevated from that position to then he plays the harp for Saul and continues on in his life and he becomes a fugitive even chased by the man that he used to play the harp for and then he continues and eventually becomes a king a king of israel and that's neat you you get you have a message here from written by a king that's cool that's really cool it's glorious even but at any point of this time at any point of david's life he could look into the sky and he could see the stars any single time. And I, me, I, I personally like the idea that he was a shepherd when he wrote this. Uh, he was a shepherd, and just growing up, he, he he's just reflected back on this psalm. And he might have even made this his life verse. Uh, and, and actually, verse 14 is my life verse. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That's a, that's a fantastic verse. But... Growing up, I can imagine David even as a fugitive. Because as a fugitive, there's a lot of things going against you, but there's a possibility that you might still do good by the grace of God. You just might consider God helping you in that kind of time. So even as a fugitive, then as a king, looking back at that time, looking, looking at the stars and thinking, wow, God is glorious, and I, I, I need to be more glory giving to him clarity of thought i need to be able to give glory to him there we go so so as we consider this passage david is just so full of awe and just amazement about god's creation we look we look at the first verse i turn my page the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament showeth his handiwork handiwork So night after night, David would just look in the sky and he'd hear it. He'd hear what the stars are saying. And this is poetry here. So you you can hear with your eyes. Simple. It's it's amalgamation. It's it's poetry. All your senses, it's all the same in poetry. So he he hears it. Uh, it, it He's looking at it and I think he just, God is glorious. He realizes it. God is majestic. He deserves worship. Uh, he deserves praise and honor and respect. God's glorious. And he, he just, rec- David recognizes just something everybody else has seen him. Everybody before him has seen it. Every, everybody here, well, me, pastor, everybody here, you've seen it. You've seen the stars. Maybe, maybe you haven't been out at night, but maybe you have had uh, in your bedroom the little stars, the glow-in-the-dark stars in your room. You've seen a lot of stars. It's undeniable. God is glorious. Look at his creation. Romans 10 is, pre- I'm sorry, Romans uh, 1, uh, that's, that's great. There, there's no doubt about it. Creation, yes. God is glorious. God created it. There's no denying it. And even thinking about the stars, uh, there's 100 billion stars. That's what Google says. But I, I remember what Moses wrote in Genesis, uh, Genesis 1, 16. He made the stars also. Wow, hundred billion stars. Foom. He made the stars also. It's like it's an afterthought. He, he made the sun. He made the moon and the stars. And I, I had this opportunity to drive ten hours, so I'm filled with a bunch of sermons right now that I've heard. And I heard something on Genesis one. It was it was good. He made the stars also. And Moses had to write this to a people. And he was writing this to the, the, the Israelites. He's telling the Israelites, that you have moon gods, and you have sun gods, the, the as Egyptians, there's all these frog gods, whatever. But your focus right now needs to be God. God is the focus. God made everything. And just the synopsis of this message that I got from Genesis 1, it was just such a blessing to my soul, is you can, and the idea is Israel is going to be leaving Egypt, and that's, that's frightening, leaving your home. He's going to be leaving Egypt, and the nation is. So the question is, how can I trust God? Or, or how, how can God just do this? Well, God created the whole world, so... You can trust, you can understand that God has the ability to create a new person within you. And God can create a, a whole way for you. It's not, it's not beneath his power at all. It's possible. So uh, a good synopsis so far is every day, that, every day the world around us is speaking of the glory of God. Uh, there's no denying it. Trees with their leaves, even smaller all the chlorophyll and just everything, every smaller atoms and protons and neutrons and just the the quantum parts, everything, and then bigger, the stars in the sky talks about God. Everything speaks of God. A world around us, the glory of God. Each star in the sky speaks that same message. And it's just speaking it. Let me tell you what I know. God is glorious. God is omnipotent. God is real. It's telling you everything you ought to know. We we have a term for that in Bible college called general revelation. Looking around, I could see that there's a God. There's no way an atheist can... It takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. So... It, personally, uh, the stars uh, oh I'm sorry, uh, verse 2 day unto day utterth, uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge it, it's, it's talking every single day, every day every night, boom boom and it's, it's saying that message God is glorious, God is omnipotent God is glorious, God is real every time, every day, every night, and just looking at this verse, looking at this verse, I'm, I'm feeling convicted because the stars, they're always saying that message. God is glorious, God is awesome, God is magnificent, and I'm not. That's what I get from that verse. I'm not. And I, I can assume you guys are not as well. So, are you being faithful to that message? Because I know I'm not. Are you faithful in telling others that God is real? Are you faithful in telling others that God is glorious, that God is powerful, that God made the universe, that God made you? Are you telling people that God has, uh, that all-powerful God has broke the chains of death and hell? Are you telling people that you're saved from those chains of bondage? Are you faithful to that message? So, verse 3. There's no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Every single language gets to hear that message. God is real. God is glorious. God's omnipotent. I found this story while researching. It was from John Phillips. In one of the world's backward countries, a missionary had been trying to impress a chief "'with the nature and the character of God. "'The chief points to his idols. "'These are my gods. "'Now show me your God, "'and perhaps I shall believe in him.' "'The missionary explained as patiently as he could "'that God is invisible. "'He can be seen by no human eye. "'To see him would be to be blinded. "'So God veils himself from the prying eyes of man.' "'The chief was unimpressed. "'I can see my gods,' he said. "'Show me yours.' The missionary replied, I cannot show you my God, but I can show you one of his messengers. Let me blindfold you here in your hut. Then I'll lead you into the presence of the great minister of my God. The chief agreed. The missionary bound his eyes and led him from the hut. And he told him to turn his face toward the sky. And he tore the blindfold away, and the chief staggered back, blinded by the bla- blazing light of the noonday sun. That, said the missionaries, is but one of my servants of my God. That is why you cannot see him. The son spoke a language even the chief could understand. In fact, the God who created languages can certainly communicate in all languages, No le- speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And we've been giving, given one of the most diverse languages. Hey, you hear this language in countries and countries. It's, it's one of the hardest languages, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It ought to be used to share God's glory. So, verse 4. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. You know, literally, their light, their ray, they just throughout the entire world. And this, we have a, like a little, almost like a mission statement at our college. I'm not sure what it's called. I probably shouldn't know that. But in our chapel building, we have uh, You know how the earth can be like put out on like a map. So it's just like a circle globe. One side and one side here. North America and everyone. And then Asia over here. Reverse that for you guys. okay? But right above it. Or right to the sides. I'm sorry. It says preach the word. Reach the world. The stars in the sky. They've done it. The sun... As, our, as verse 4 would end, uh, in them hath he set a tabernacle for the Son. The Son's done it too. They've preached the word, and they have reached the world. Oh, the world certainly speaks. So, in particular, David starts focusing in. He starts focusing in on that Son. And I, I just, to me, I, I just imagine he's just laying down on one of his little sheep pillows, and he's looking towards the stars, and he starts to see the sun rise. And as the sun starts coming up, he, he starts, well, that's, that's different than the stars I'm looking at. Let's, let's look at the sun. And he's considering it. He says, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. So, right in the middle of us, God sets his sun. And... When I initially I read it, I was, I was kind of, just, you know, I, I I'm a guy. I really want to get married. That would just be great one day. So I'm imagining a bridegroom cometh out of the chamber, like, well, bam, let's go get married. That's what I'm imagining, but it's not quite like that. Uh, <laughs> so as as a bridegroom cometh out of a chamber, there's there has to be some forethought put into coming out of a chamber. Uh, so so the bridegroom he, he he gets up in the morning, he yawns, he rolls out of bed, and he comes he gets down and you know, he goes and looks in a mirror. Oh, I need a comb. He combs his hair. Yeah, he, uh, he keeps going, uh he time to brush my teeth, you know, just normal commodities. And he shaves his face because, you know, it happens. He grow a beard. So he keeps going. Like, you know, I better iron my shirt. I was hoping the youth would be in here because I was going to iron your shirt. There's a special day tomorrow. You need to iron your shirt. But you're lucky, guys. <laughs> so you got to iron your shirt. You put on a suit. I mean, it is a special day. I'm going to get married. Put on your suit. Put on your shoes. Make sure they're all shined. And then he goes. He goes to the chapel. They're going to get married. He's excited. So he's going over in his mind. He's looking over his vows in his mind because he already hasn't memorized. He's thought about this for a while. What am I going to vow to this lady for the rest of my life? Huh! So he keeps going. Uh, he, <laughs> he arrives there and lo and behold, oh wait, I'm forgetting something. I don't have a bride. I'm going to marry. No, he prepared that too. It, the, it's a preparation. I'm, it, it's a sure thing. It's going to happen. So he gets there. They say the vow. Boom. Married. It, it, just like the sun. Yeah, how It's coming up. There's all, all this preparation work, right? That's it, how David sees it. He's laying on the ground. It, it, it's what makes sense to him. He He's just a man. There's no science. I think even in that time, they have a, how that works. The revolutions. It Might not even be entirely sure of that. It's, it's science-y. But he he how it affects him in the day-to-day life is, well, it comes up and it comes down. It must, somebody's preparing it. It must be prepared. So it comes down. And then the next part of that verse is a strong man. Runneth. uh, as as he runs into the race. I lost it there, but roughly. A strong man. The idea there is he's prepared for that race. Now, I'm not a good jogger, but I know my friend, uh, Ryan, where'd you go? I just had you. Yeah, you're right over there. I know, he he likes running. And he might have ran like a marathon. Have you? Half. 26 miles? That's a half. (laughs) But there's some preparation that goes into that. You don't wake up one day and roll out of your bed and 26 miles. Pfft, let's do this. No, you're not going to make it. <laughs> There's no way. There's preparation. And I was, as I was looking this up, I was about it was like plans for a year. I'm like, okay, Monday you run four miles. Wednesday you run five miles. Friday you run four more miles. I don't have the time for this. <laughs> There's no way. But as a guy just prepares, he prepares, and then a big day comes, he can run. He can continue. Uh, mile 13 here, he keeps going. He keeps going, and he can rest. He's done. Completed. So that, that's the idea behind the sun here. So he prepares its preparation, so he our shepherd is preparing or, or he 's just understanding that whole process, and it makes sense, and there 's just preparation in the sun that makes the sun so faithful, so faithful to the message there's that preparation and I can just imagine that as like a preacher you know i'm i 'm looking at going into ministry and that's that 's kind of frightening but Maybe one day God would have me pastor a church. It's not like someday I roll out of bed. Yeah, it's time. Lord, call me to pastor. Right now, we're going. And then drive and go pastor a church and have all messages prepared and everything ready. You know, there's a process there. You know, I need to start reading my Bible. That might be a good first step. Read your Bible. Start praying. And then you know God starts doing a work within you, and and then eventually you're just whisked off to Bible college, and then you're you're like suddenly in ministry and you're starting to do stuff, and then after minister, after Bible college, it keeps going. Maybe I intern, maybe maybe I, I start pastoring. It's it's not for novices. That's what the Bible says. So and then he keeps going. It still it you know sun and continues to shine, no, no matter the circumstance, no matter what cloud comes in the way, it's still shining. No matter who hears his messages, I know it's a cloudy day outside and the sun. You didn't hear much of what the sun had to say today, but it's still doing its job. It's still going. And then nighttime. I can just imagine though. Like, as a Christian, I wonder if there's something that Christians ought to be doing. You know, wake up, uh, you know, get on the computer for a bit. You know, Facebook, need that time. I keep going. Whew. Oh, it's time to go to work. Oh, work, work. I'll get mad at the boss. Oh, that's a dull light. And somebody needs to change that light bulb. That's an idea. So just even thinking about that, the sun and how light works. I know our Savior had a good message about that in Matthew chapter five. Ye are the light of this world. And it's certainly hard to be light when you're not following the whole preparation process in the life. When it's finally time to be that light, it needs needs some preparation. It needs to be full of the battery. So we go. It needs to be full of just the glory of God. It needs to be full of Jesus Christ working within you. Full of the word. Something I was praying about, even coming here and getting ready to preach and just getting... As much of the word I could get in me, like things like Matthew, that wasn't in my notes. Uh, Things like Genesis, not in here. Just stuff that I've been hearing and just soaking up and just loving the Lord. Just uh, not necessarily for my glory. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just, I'm glad to finally be submitted to God's process. And just full of just the spirit of God and the working of God in my life. That I'm able to come here and just shine for you guys, and shine, and I pray, I pray by the grace of God that I'll continue to be shining as I I go back to Bible College and I have ministries there too. I get to start, oh, I get have the opportunity to uh, intern there in Oklahoma. That's that's scary. I mean, Oklahoma has a lot of people there. You think we're pretty big now? Two thousand people. Every Sunday, frightening. I'm going to, Lord willing, I'll be driving a bus. Lord willing. That's frightening. (laughs) And Lord willing, there's going to be children on that bus. Ah! More frightening. Yeah. And right now, I'm helping out on a bus. We have uh, 20-ish kids, and I love them. And I have to shine. I have to keep shining for those children. Because this might be the only light that they see. This and then the two hours of church that they get. Two, three hours. Whew. I have work to do. So, as we noticed thus far. Um, I have one more verse to cover in that section. His going forth is from the end of heaven. Uh, just keeps going, keeps going. His circuit unto the ends of it, and there's nothing hid from the heat thereof. Light, heat. You know, light just makes heat. It's just one of those natural things comes together and starts warming. E- everything gets warmed up by the sun. I, and I appreciate it. It's, I appreciate that it's not, eh, it's winter-ish here. There's still some snow on the ground, but barely. That's good for South Dakota. I like it. So, but there's... That's how the sun works, like we get closer to the sun and it starts heating us up. You know, and there's a good connection to be made as we get closer to God, it starts heating us up, starts warming us up, and we start you know, having some of that effects of that light in us. So there's some so following the, the first four verses, I'm sorry, first six verses it, it's a poem, it's meant to be sung, a psalm it's kind of like a key change or a, a verse two. I think a verse two probably fits that better. So it just, the rhythm kind of changes and the focus changes. So we, right now we've been having the sun come up and, and I, I believe that uh, he kind of, you know, do, either dozes or maybe he even has a Bible in his lap as he's looking. And now his focus changes from the sun to the word. Still, still, a shining effects happening, but it's it's the word now. So uh, David starts attending to that witness of the word of God, and start with uh, verse seven: the law of the Lord is perfect. Now, perfected perfection is not limited to the meaning of like unblemished or, and, but it's rather a completion, a fullness. So the psalmist has already supplied us with that illustration of the sun. And, you know, as the sun rises, it becomes more and more full, more complete, more perfect. As it finally clears the horizon, oh, it's a perfect, it's a full sun. It's complete. Word of God's complete. You know, it started with Moses writing a couple, a couple books. They're really good. Pentateuch, you got to read them keeps going you know joshua oh that's i just cleared joshua in my bible reading oh that's some good stuff right there i'm in judges that's frightening you know what happens when you stop trying to glory in the lord and every day and It keeps going first samuel written by prophets written by kings i mentioned that earlier it keeps going it's, it's starting to complete itself and Nehemiah, that was a good skim right there. Psalms. got a lot of psalms. It's almost like God wants us to praise him in this book. Thought. <laughs> Proverbs. God wants us to be wise. It looks like Isaiah. he's still writing. He's still writing here. Um, Malachi, the end of the Old Testament. Oh, the old, though, was good, but it meant death, but New Testament. I like that one. That one's a good one. You know, Life by Jesus Christ? Hoo hoo. I like that. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. One of my favorite songs this is the New Testament song. That's a good one. And you're just singing the, this, the titles of the books. That's good. John. Oh, there's some good theology in John. You can spend some good time in there. Acts. Oh. The best part about the book of Acts is secret it's still going on right now the acts of the apostle or as a commentary once said the acts of the holy spirit it's still going it, it, i'm glad it ended the way it ended it was just kind of left on a cliffhanger because we're still carrying it on romans paul wrote that that's a good book i started quoting that a little earlier It keeps going, it keeps going. He starts writing to churches, churches like you and I, the first Baptist church at Corinth, the first Baptist church at Ephesus. Keeps going. He writes to Timothy, he writes to Hebrews. Peter had something to say to John. Ooh, Revelation. Revelation, let's see, how many chapters? Uh, Chapter 22, Uh, done. Complete. Sun's rise, complete sun. Don't need to add. Don't need to take away. We're good. Sometimes you have to remind the people that the Word of God is complete because some people, they decide to change the Word of God. I don't know why. It's complete. It's just a crazy thought they have. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, it's complete. It's perfect. Converting the soul as only a perfect thing can do. It pierces into your life. Cause when you start looking at something perfect, you're gonna notice something <laughs> you ain't perfect. <laughs> That's so funny. The like comparison, you're like, there's something something is missing in these two pictures. Something's different. This one's dying. This one's full of life. There's something different. And it converts. You know the idea converting it literally means turning back. And so, you know, just like the sun, it's turning the earth back to warmth. There's a good comparison here. It starts warming us up, converting our soul from a cold heart to a warm heart. Uh, so, you know, the Word of God is fundamental, fundamental to turning a sinner to God, uh, making a sinner complete. That's fundamental to that. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, that testimony of the Lord is sure. The next part of that verse, you know, faithful, reliable. I don't want to do the sun again. I means that same idea of sure means amen, truly, verily, so let it be. And it's just a surety here. It's like when I think about that, is I think about how I trust, you know, all these things, how I could trust that chair if I sat down. And I can trust that the sun would actually rise and come to its fullness. And I just think, man, man, I should trust the word of God as I trust that chair, as I trust that sun in the sky. I should trust the word of God just like that. It's sure. It's a sure thing. So makes wise the simple. So somebody who is unlearned uh, is but willing to learn, he's easily affected by the word of God. And they're affected in a good, good way. And just really thinking about it, sometimes I'm not affected by the Word of God because sometimes I'm just not simple. I'm just not simple-minded. I think I'm too smart and educated to just read the Word of God. We know our own way. So the statutes of the Lord are right and pure. Verse 8 They're righteous. They're right. No matter who calls them wrong, they're right. And just even obeying the word of God, it starts bringing peace in a heart, and and into particular to this passage, it starts bringing joy. And I have no other joy than like when I follow the Lord, when I follow the word of God. So there's a progression going on. Uh, a man is converted, and he's made. After this conversion, he's made wise. And then he's made a happy man because there's the joy of the Lord within him. And just even in my life, I've gotten no better joy. You know, following the Lord has been great. I'm almost thinking I'm missing a note here. Miss Judy, I'm going to have to fire you. but you know following the lord it brings a joy and this joy I'm going to do- double check make sure I don't go over twice you're safe I'll get back to that point you just wait hold on to your seats okay so even with that joy it starts enlightening our eyes and we it starts making sense and like for example, in the future. That's, that's what the enlightening the eyes means. Oh, they're looking. I'm going to have to close up soon. They're looking at me, making sure I'm done here. What time am I supposed to be done, Pastor? Soon? Got it. Got it. Enlightens the eyes. It makes the future known. As in, we have a future safe and secure in Jesus Christ. Don't have to worry about that future. It's good. I don't have to worry about it. The Bible was not given for our information, but it's for transformation. And we should live this transformed life because that would be the best thing that brings the most glory to God. And I don't need to go through what gold and honey mean here. That's that's all good stuff. That's what the Bible says. It's all good. And we ought to have such a good taste for the Word of God, how sweet and how good that would be for us. Good, good, good. So much glory in that. So uh something I wanted to touch on with uh joy and just enlightening the eyes and even verse eleven moreover, by thy servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward, you know, and following the Lord is just it's so great, and I wish I could put him into the words that I'm thinking right now, but I will just read them you know if you're- if you keep it you're rewarded, and in the sense that Rewards are given to you. That, that happens. But moreover, there's a, there's a time where the reward is simply in the obedience itself. You know, it starts, uh, the, the stars are, are doing what they've been told since it was spoken in existence in Genesis. I have never heard a star complain. I don't think you have either. And I, I'm doing right. I'm following the Bible. Uh, my conscience is clear. I have a relationship with God. Joy. So I'm living how God wants me to live, and that's a reward. So, last three verses, and it, it will be quick. You know, it just summarizes what what's in David's heart after looking at the word, after hearing the words, uh, looking at the world. And, I'm sorry, world and the word speaking. They have one more thing to look at, and that's man himself. That's David himself. And the last thing that he wants to say is. Oh, I blew it. Who can understand? Man, who can understand his errors? I naturally don't give glory to God. There's just no way that I can do that within my own self. And cleanse thou me from secret faults, oh Lord. I'm so deceitful, I'm deceitful to even myself, I have no idea. So David learned from the world and the word to glorify God by praying to God for help. It was, it was pretty simple. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight. It's just so easy that we we, we go into sin and it, it's just it's such a bad thing that we do not glorify God with. But at the end if you pray and you accept the grace that God has given you in your life and you just ask him to help or let the words in my mouth and the meditation of my heart simply be acceptable. If it's acceptable, I can hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. If it's acceptable, that's the end result. So he speaks a final prayer, and to me, he, he finally gets up and he's off his sheep pillow. He starts the day, he, he's done the prayer. Uh, he's done the preparation. That's been some, a goal in my life now, after even reading that, is just even start the day off with that. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. And he, he realizes this he's relying on the Lord for his strength, and he's relying on the Lord for his redemption. So, conclusion you know, the world speaks, the word speaks. The question is, what do I speak? What's my conversation? Uh, Though how I'm living how, how does it, what does that speak is it good for the glory of God or is it not bitterness not good S- sins clearly marked in the Bible I don't have time you know it you know the sins stealing, adultery, not good not glorifying so in essence just tomorrow start your day off in prayer Hey, let every action, every thought that I have, every word in my mouth be acceptable. And you might just bring glory to God. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.